Hey, welcome to Westside Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. Here at Westside, we're all about equipping believers to succeed in life and mature in Christ as they reach, win, and disciple others. In just a moment, you're going to hear an encouraging message. But before we get into it, if we can serve you in any way by helping you grow in your walk with God, we want to connect with you at wcspokane.com slash connect. Fill that out and someone from our team will reach out to you. Now let's get ready to study the word together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's good. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. He's so faithful. He's so faithful. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) That's a good way to start it. Amen. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Well, we're not done. That wasn't just it. There's going to be more. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A little bit different looking at y'all like this. Well, we keep changing stuff. Who knows what's going to happen next week? I don't know. Maybe we just blow into Anytime Fitness and just make them deal with it. <laughs> oh, God is good. God is good. Thank you, Lord. Well, stay engaged. Stay connected. Amen? There's something about that spirit of faith where you lean in and, and you stay engaged with what God wants to do because there's more he wants to do. There's more he wants to do. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) God is good. God is good. Praise you, Lord. Turn with me to Psalms. Psalms chapter 103. Psalms chapter 103. How many of you know it's the word of God that keeps us in the place we're supposed to be? Right? You can get fired up at at an event. Like the guys got fired up at an event this weekend. There's something about getting together with a bunch of men for the common purpose of seeking Jesus that will do something for you. <laughs> It'll do something for you. Amen? It's not he who needs righteousness. It's he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness that will be filled, right? And God doesn't just blow in and do stuff for the needy. He does stuff for those that are seeking after him. He's a rewarder of those who seek him. Amen? So there's going to be some changes. I'm telling you right now. We're just leaning in. Amen? Aren't we, guys? Yep. This isn't just one of those uh, firework sessions where we just enjoyed it and then we'll, we'll see you again next year. This is something where we're going to keep the fire going. Because that's what it takes to live in this world and to reach the people that need to be reached is this constant kindled flame. Amen? It's just, it's consistent. Thank you, Lord. So we got fired up. It was fun. And uh, let me just say a little bit of stuff to the wives of the men that came back. And I want to encourage you uh, and challenge you as well. Um, many were challenged to lead better than they had in the past, right? So I'm encouraging the women, the ladies, look at me in the eyeballs, let your man lead, right? When he wants to pray with you, pray with him, right? And it's important that you still love and honor and respect your husband, even if he's not doing it every way you think he should. Can I help you with something? Keep your mouth shut. Let him, let him lead. Do you hear what I'm saying, though, when I say that? Because you're like, oh, that ain't right. Let me do it. Oh, no, that's not it. Let him lead. Yes. There'll be great blessing that comes from that because he will figure some stuff out, and he'll grow and develop. We're, that's why we're here is we want to grow and develop and encourage each other, right? And we won't get it right all the time. We just won't. But you know what? You want a godly man leading. Amen. So just encourage him, help him, don't put him down, give him some space, let him do his thing, and encourage him. You want a godly man, trust me. Right? 
Amen. So it's important that we pray for them, pray for them, respect them, honor them, let them lead, let them lead. They'll do it. I'm telling you, if you let them, they'll do it. Amen? <laughs> that went over good. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! <laughs> There's only one, one pair of pants in the family, and I know it's, it's funny to talk about the, who wears the pants. You should let your husband wear the pants, right? Uh, it's important. It's important. It's important. Amen. That doesn't mean that he's going to steamroll you and make all the decisions. And you, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, you, you're still together. You, you are unified, bonded as one. You're supposed to work together. But when it comes to godly structure, the man is the head of the house, and he's responsible to God for how that goes. So if you're a rascal and you're hard to work with, you make it difficult for your husband to lead the way God intended him to lead. Do you want to be difficult? Don't be difficult. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> work together. It's way better when you work together. And just the whole praying together thing. Listen, for guys, this can be an extremely awkward thing to do when you haven't done it for a while. It's difficult to be vulnerable and pray things because, you, you know, our brains don't work like yours. They don't. You can connect five years ago with today in a second. We got to remember what we ate yesterday. <laughs> so, so when we pray, we're just praying as it's coming, and you just got to work with us. But, but let them pray, amen? amen. And, and pray together. That you will be amazed at the stuff that will happen when you guys will pray together. Yeah. And it's together, not just him, but you guys together. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Everybody say, it's going to be good. Ah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, a couple things before we get to Psalms. You get Psalms 103? A couple things before we get to Psalms. One is baptisms are happening next week. I believe we're up to 10. Are we at 10? 10 baptisms. So we're setting it right here. We're not, we're not throwing you in this, this spot here. That's not it. That's not it. We're setting it up over here. We're doing it after, or we're doing it at second service, right? Second service. So if you're in the baptism sign up, you're coming to second service. Y'all want to show up? And come to both services to help support them on second, do it. It'll be awesome. We, I don't know where we're going to put everybody, but it'll be great. It'll be great. Standing room only, probably. But we're baptizing next week. Um, and then uh, just some of you have not seen the post, but if you want to know about it, uh, my dad's memorial is on February the 12th. That's a Saturday at 2 p.m. at Spokane Christian Center. The reason why we're not doing it here is because there's not enough room. So we went to a good friend's church, Spokane Christian Center. It's out on Bigelow Gulch and Argonne. Yeah, so um, that's where we're having it. It's going to be awesome, and you're all welcome to come if you want to come. So it's going to be good. All right, everybody got it? Yep. Psalm 1 to 3, are you there? Yep. Let's dive into the Word. It's the Word, amen? It's the Word. It's the Word, amen? Everybody say it's the Word. It's the word. Come on, there's something about touching God and see, having a great move and having an awesome meeting and, and getting to see God do some amazing things. But when you come back home and when you come back into the, to the life that you live, to not go back into the mundane, you've got to stay in the Word. Yeah. we got to stay in the Word. we got to be students of the Word. we got to be able to quote the Word. It's the Word, amen? It's what sustains that fire. It's, it's putting a log back on what you have just blowtorched to get started, and it's going. If you want to keep it going, you put a log of the Word on the fire, amen? Yeah. So we're going to the Word, amen? amen. Psalm verse, uh, 103 verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Keep them in front of you. Amen? And he, it is he who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all, everybody say all, all, all your diseases. Yeah. Now, I didn't write this. You see that, right? 
This is written in Psalms. It's in the Word of God. It came by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Seeing a day that they lived in and a day we're living in now. He is the healer. Amen? Amen. He heals all of our diseases. He forgives all of our iniquities. Thank you, Lord. But it starts with, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. You got to do something on the front end of that, and it starts with praise. Amen. Amen. Praise will open some doors for you. Blessing the Lord, oh, your soul will open some doors for you. Thank you, Lord. He's your forgiver. He's your healer. Everybody say all. All All diseases. Come on. That doesn't leave anything out. That doesn't leave anything that they have discovered, quote, unquote, in the last hundred years. It's all. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So we're talking about healing for all this morning. Healing for all. And healing is ours today. We saw in 1 Peter 2.24. Come on, it's him who bore our sins on his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Why? When? When he was on the whipping post, when he was taking the beating. That's when he paid for it. I don't know about you, I don't like paying for anything twice. Especially not three times, four times. Come on, now, if it's paid for, hand it over. I'll take it, Amen. Paid for by his stripes, we are healed. John 10, 10 says, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Come on, if you're not having life and having it more abundantly, that doesn't mean just living. That doesn't mean just breathing, just your heartbeat moving. It's having life and having it more abundantly. That means there's more. You are not stuck with chronic conditions. You are not stuck there. You do not have to be there. Amen? Amen. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That means when you get to abundantly, there's more. It's the beautiful verbiage. It never ends. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Lord. So if it's stealing, killing, destroying, causing problems, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? That's the enemy. That's the enemy. And he's a liar. Come on, isn't he? Well, we heard it all week. Devil's a liar. Well, you need to say that out loud. When, you, when the thoughts come and the ideas come and the suggestions come that are not of God, say it out loud. Devil's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He doesn't know anything but lying. So then why do we find the truth? We go to the word. We go to the word. We go to the word. What did Jesus die to provide? Life and life more abundantly. Amen? <laughs> Acts 10.38. See this. Acts 10.38. says this, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, with power, who went about doing good. Now watch this, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. For God was with him. Now God is in the healing business. Jesus proved it to us. He proved it to us. He proved it to us. This specific verse right here says that Jesus healed all who were oppressed by the devil. Did you know that there's some things going on in your body that are just stuff that maybe we have done to it that isn't oppression of the devil it's just stuff that happened you know a a, a trip a spill a fall an accident an injury right there's things that have happened to us god is absolutely unequivocally able to willing and and will do for us and heal our bodies when those things happen it's amazing we saw an amazing one this weekend just out playing this guy jonathan fell and looked like could have broken his ankle it was a bad sprain bad laid hands on him within 18 hours he had his boots back on and he was walking around amen amen and he and he had he still had the, he he would tell you this he still had a little bit of stiffness but an ankle rolled that bad in 18 hours doesn't recover that quickly unless the lord's touching it 
So that's what we believe for. Like stuff happens. Let's believe God and let him add his super to it. Amen. The supernatural. Thank you, Lord. But then there are other things that the enemy has as an assignment against your life. You're not just battling stuff because it's in the world. There's an assignment sometimes against your life. Now, this isn't a spooky message where we're starting to look around corners, you know, for the devil at every turn. Where is he? We're not afraid of him. If If you have an assignment against your life, it's because you have an assignment from the Lord for your life that he's trying to keep you from. And Jesus stepped into the earth and he healed people that were being oppressed by the devil. Like, I just don't know how to get rid of this. I feel like I'm eating right. I feel like I'm exercising. I feel like I'm doing everything right. And it just seems to just keep bothering me all the time. It very well could be an oppression from the enemy, an assignment. Well, we're not supposed to put up with that for two seconds. And you've got a body of believers right here that will stand with you and contend for you and see that thing leave. Are you hearing me? Thank you, Lord. 7% recovery is not high enough odds for me. It's not high enough odds. I don't like those at all. Let's just go 100%. Right? (laughs) He healed all who were oppressed. Everybody say all. all. It's all. He left nobody behind. Nobody. Nobody. They came to him. He healed them all. Come on. And then he commissioned us. Preach the gospel. Lay hands on the sick. Cast out devils. That doesn't mean you're possessed. Like you're you're not possessed all the There can be oppression in your body. An assignment. A latching on causing you problems. Not after today. Not after today. I'm telling you right now. Breaking that stuff off. Why? Because we have the authority Jesus gave us. And as a body, when we contend together and we lean in together, come on now. We're like, we got to go back and see when they left for the promised land, the Israelites left for the promised land, there wasn't one weak or feeble among them. Come on, we can have a church just like that. People are like, what's going on with your church? I don't know, but everybody shows up getting healed. Everybody shows up, the devil's leaving. It's awesome. That's what we're called to do. We're called to walk in this and see God move and stop making excuses for all the reasons why not. Everybody okay? (laughs) We saw in Mark 5 last week, the woman with the issue of blood was just trying to get to Jesus to touch his garment so she could be whole. And she was. And Jesus said, your daughter, good on you. Your faith has made you whole. And then he just kept going to raise up the little girl from the dead. Come on. Even in the midst of going somewhere, he's willing to work with you. Yeah? (laughs) I said this last week. It's worth saying again. Dad Hagen said this. He said, I've seen just as many marvelous healings and miracles occur as the result of teaching people the word of God as when God moved miraculously with all the gifts of the Spirit. We get both. We win on both sides. It's wonderful. So we don't get discouraged when we don't see an instantaneous. We believe with our heart, confess with our mouth the word of God that it's working right now. Believers lay hands on the sick and they recover. That process is okay. But stay in it. Stay in the recovery process. Don't get your words against you like, oh, I don't know about this. I feel this. I feel this. I mean, the enemy is trying to get you to say something when he puts something back on you, a symptom or a pain or an ouch. He's trying to get you to say something to agree with him. But we already said the devil is a what? He's a liar. 
You can speak to symptoms and call them lying symptoms. I can't even count the times I heard my dad say that. I can't count the times. Something tweaked him, bothered him, was working, was umping uh, softball or reffing basketball or something happened. And he'd have a tweak or an ouch or an ugh. And he'd be like, lying devil, lying devil. I'm not taking that. Well, that's how you step into healing. Is when it comes up, you say, no, I'm not taking that. I don't care. I don't care how it happened or how it got there. I'm not receiving it. I'm walking in healing. And I'm telling you, I saw him recover and recover and recover from all kinds of stuff. Come on, lion devil. Everybody say it, lion devil. That's all he knows how to do. That's it. So we got to call him on his garbage. Call him on it. Mm-mm, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says I've been redeemed. The Bible says Jesus healed all who were oppressed of the devil. By his stripes, I am healed. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me and quickens my body. Makes it alive to God. Amen? I mean, pain can't stick around. Right? Now, that does not mean if you get too close to the side of the oven that it's not going to tell you something. That's what our bodies are supposed to do, to warn us about things. But you know what? I, I mean, it was just recently I heard a story about a gal reached into the oven to pull something out and just ran her arm accidentally on the side of the oven, the hot part, with the door open. It was like, ah, what? You know, immediately you go to the cold and you check it, and then and there was no mark. I mean, burned it. Heard the... No mark, no skin gone, no scar, no blister, no nothing. Because the first words out of her mouth were Jesus. Jesus. Some of y'all need to work on the first words out of your mouth. I got a lot of light in my face, so I can't see a ton of eyeballs in the back. But a couple people just went, "Mm." First words, amen? It's important. Psalm 107. It says this, it says this in verse 20, 107, 20, he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Come on, delivering you from your destructions is, is delivering you from some of the dumb stuff you did. Anybody ever destroy some stuff, like, you know, hurt some stuff by doing dumb stuff in your body? He'll deliver you from that. He'll help you because he's a good God. He's a faithful God. Thank you, Lord. I remember riding a motorcycle as a teenager. We were in dirt roads, logging roads, just, you know, having a good time. And I laid this bike down on a gravel road and dislodged a rock with my elbow that was as big as my elbow. And I remember just having a huge chunk out of my elbow and tried to doctor it up and did all those things and believe God. And it was like a couple of days later and I woke up and it was kind of sore and we'd prayed for it and believed God for healing. You know, when a chunk's gone, there's a healing process that has to take place to get that back, Right. And we were believing God for it. And I, oh, I look at my arm, and I got a, this is for the nurses in the house, I got a red line coming up my elbow on my vein, toward, you know, creeping. And if you're, you know, if you're in the medical field, that's not good. It's bad. It's a bad thing. So we called, the, we called the doctor or whoever it was, and they said, yeah, you need to get in here right now. You need, you need like heavy doses of antibiotics. That was an infection crawling up, your, crawling up your vein. And if you don't get, you know, heavy doses of antibiotics, you got problems because it can get to your heart and... And so we're like, okay, let's go. So on the way, we're not just talking about the weather, Dad and I. Right. You know, discussing what we want to do in our future. No, we're, he's praying over my arm, and I'm believing God with him. I'm like, you know, 16, 17 years old. And we're speaking to it. Calling it what it should be. Infection's got to die in Jesus' name. Health right. and healing in this body. We don't even know everything at this point. They just said, you need to get in here right now. And that ain't good. 
right? And, and as we went, believe in God. We're going to the doctor's place. As we went, believe in God. We get there, and they're like, okay, show us the problem. I'm like, um, it was this arm. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, the, 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 owie, the owie's still here. <laughs> but the line's gone. It's gone. We're like, well, then you can go home. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I mean, just, just never stop believing God all the way. Amen. Hang in there. Hang in there. Thank you, Lord. Do you know that Jesus expressly represented the Father? When he was on the earth, he showed us what it looked like, what God wanted to do in us and through us. It's, they don't have split personalities. Jesus isn't trying to pull on God to get God to do some stuff that he don't want to do for you because Jesus loves you more. That's not it. Jesus said, I see the Father do it, and then I do it myself. I hear the Father say it, and then I speak those words. So when we see Jesus, time after time after time, minister to people and see them heal, and heals all the oppression of the devil. That's exactly what God wanted him to do. Without, without anybody being left out. Thank you, Lord. John 5, 19, then Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For what he does, the Son does also in like manner. John 8, 28, same thing. Jesus said, When you lift up the Son of Man, you will know that I am he, and I can do nothing of myself. But as the Father taught me, I speak these things. And he who sent me is with me, and the Father has not left me alone. For I always do those things that please him. Come on, everything Jesus did was what? Please the Father. He is no respecter of persons. He loves you. Say that. He loves me. me. Come on, say it again. He loves me. Come on, we were singing that earlier. He loves me. If he loves you, he wants you well. John 14, 9 says this. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet now you, and yet now, and yet you now, (laughs) come on now, and yet you have not known me. Philip, question mark. He, he who also, gosh, I need some help right now. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? How can you say that? I am showing you the Father right now. I'm showing him to you right now, right now, right now. Come on, he was such a, um, a man and, and Lord of love, wasn't he? Just compassion, just, just worked in him so that he would just reach out and touch people. Thank you, Lord. So the Lord is willing. He's willing. He said this. I love this. I love this parable in Luke 5. It's in three of the Gospels. The Lord is willing. Luke 5, verse 12. And it happened when he was at a certain city that, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus. And he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. Come on, this is what he's saying to every one of us, every one of us, every one of us. I am willing. I am willing. Amen? (laughs) Thank you, Lord. You know, he said uh, in the scriptures, there was verses in the Bible where it said Jesus healed them all. Multiple times, 17 different times through the gospels. I healed them all. He healed them all. He healed them all. The great multitude came. He healed them all. Come on, he's not leaving anybody out. So we got to get it out of our head, because the enemy wants you to think this way, that it's not for you. You're the one. 
you've been too bad. You caused too much trouble. You did too much stuff. And it's not true. It's a lie. The devil's a liar. He's lying to you to get you to step back from the promises that God has laid out for us. To walk in all the days of our lives. Come on now. Not that we're not going to step into some stuff and find ourselves in some situations where we're going to need help again. But that's what it's all about. Victory to victory. Faith to faith. Glory to glory. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Matthew. Go to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 4. Let's look at a couple of them. Come on. I need you to see this. Jesus is the healer. He's the healer. He never changes. He never changes. Matthew 4, verse 23. says this, And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease among the people. And then his fame went throughout all the land of Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptic, and paralytic. And he what? He healed them. He's the healer. Everybody say, he's the healer. healer. Come on, he is so good to us. He's so good to us. Now, we're going to spend a little bit more time in this subject, because I think there's some good stuff that needs to come out of this. Because there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of what ifs and what abouts. And we even, I even said this last week that we don't have all the information when we're trying to answer those questions for someone else. Right? You, everybody knows somebody that loved God and maybe was in the church their whole lives and didn't receive the ultimate healing they got. Right? And we have these questions like, what's going on? But you can't base your faith on what's going on with them. Because you don't have all the information. You and I do not have all the information. We know this by just being around for a while, that praying the prayer of faith doesn't demand an instant healing every single time. It doesn't. It doesn't. That's why there's scriptures that say believers lay hands on the sick and they recover. But when we believe that recovery part, we hook in with it. That it's fixing right now. I am certain the guy with the softball-sized ankle a couple of days ago would have loved To have that instantly, in a moment, changed like now. Right? I mean, we live in that generation. Pop it in the microwave and 20 seconds later, baby, we got hot stuff. But there's something about believing God and watching the recovery work and seeing faith work, seeing the word work that does something for your faith. That's okay. And there are other times when God will do it right now. Right now. We're going to see some of that today right now amen working 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 thank you jesus he's willing turn over to matthew 8 matthew 8 when they keep saying it they keep the word keeps saying it to us matthew 8 16 8 16 he says this when evening had come they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. Come on, he healed them all. He healed them all. Sometimes the assignment on your life is an is oppressive spirit and it has to be dealt with. You can pray about and talk about healing, but if we're not dealing with the spirit involved, we're missing the mark. 
and it's not every time. So look at me. We're not looking for demons under, under every rock, right? We're, that's, not our, that's not our job. There's nowhere in here where it says be a demon hunter, right? That's just a B horror movie from the 80s. It's horrible, right? He, he told us to pursue the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then when a, when a demon shows up, we deal with it and cast it out. Can't stay. Sorry, got to go. Are you hearing me? So I think we've neglected some of these things and we need to be better at it. Paying attention. Listen to the spirit of God. He will prompt us to, to pay attention to that stuff, right? Just because there's an assignment on your life doesn't mean you have to let it hang around. I think you should make his job difficult. Make him rue the day he drew your name out of the hat. Oh, not Corey DeYoung, please, for the love. We've been over there 17 times this month. They keep throwing us out, right? I mean, you want them to respond that way because we're not putting up with this garbage anymore. Thank you, Lord. Flip over to uh, Matthew 9, Matthew 9, 35, end of the book, end of the chapter here. The compassion of Jesus, verse 35, Matthew 9. And when Jesus, and then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching and the gospel of the, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Why does he keep repeating this? Because it keeps happening. He keeps going to new places and he preaches the kingdom and he heals all the sicknesses and all the diseases of the people and casting out devils. You know, sometimes those are connected. The healing comes from getting rid of the problem. The assignment's got to go. I feel better. It's amazing. Thank you, Lord. Look at verse uh, 1 of chapter 10, just down a few verses. It says this, and when he had called the 12 disciples, he gave them what? He power and authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal what? All kinds of sicknesses and diseases. Who did he give that to? Disciples. Anybody following him? Anybody following him? That's us. Come on, I think we have put up with far too much for far too long. What well, changes today, doesn't it? Come on, no more of that garbage. We're done. We're done putting up with that stuff because we got a job to do. And it's easier to do your job when you don't got to drag that limb behind you all, all the way over, right? It's easier to do that job when you can wake up in the morning and hear from God and not hear from your lower back. Amen? It's just easier. Thank you, Lord. We got a job to do. Thank you, Father. It's just better to just walk in health and healing, right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 14. Matthew 14. Let's look at it again. Come on. It's the word that sustains us. It's the word. It's the word. Everybody say it's the word. It's the word. Matthew 14. 14 says, and when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was what? Moved with compassion for them and he healed their sick. And there's something about this compassion thing that we can lean into and rest in. And just see God move. Come on now. Come on now. God is faithful. He's faithful. Verse 34 in that same chapter. Verse 34. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all the surrounding region and brought to him all who were sick and begged him that he might touch just the hem of his garment. There it is again. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well. Come on, the, the, it's the reach and the touch of faith that does something in our lives. Yeah. Come on, the Spirit of God is ready, willing, and able. But sometimes we just got to get to Him. 
right? We got to step out of our comfort zone and say, Father, I'm coming to you. I'm seeking you. I'm hungering and thirsting after righteousness. And we'll be filled. We'll be filled. You're, you're here today because something in you prompted you to come, to hunger and thirst after the kingdom of God, to come and see God move. He already has, and he's going to do some more. Are you okay with that? So I, I got a bunch of guys in this room that went to Men on Fire this weekend, and we got to see some tremendous miracles. And not just spectate, but we got to be a part in the mix of seeing God move and heal and touch, right? So there's an anointing this morning to heal and to touch and to move in this place. Amen? Amen. And it's, it's, it's a fire that was kindled, and it will continue to burn because yeah. we're going to give place for it. We're going to allow God to move and work and do what he wants to do. But know this, when you come down, the power of God's going to flow into your body. The power of God's going to flow into your body. And instantly, you're going to begin the recovery process. And it might happen right now, and it, it will for some of you. And others, others of you, as you go, it's healing you. It's touching you. Amen? And you stay connected with that. Because that's the key right there. Nope, I got something. I got something. I got it. It's there. It's working. Amen? I'm not letting it go. I'm not letting go. Because it's mine. It's part of my inheritance. It's part of who I am in Christ Jesus. Come on, we're the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. He didn't put us in the body so we could have aching backs and crutchety legs and hurting eyes. He put us in the body to do our job. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you stand to your feet for just a minute? Let's just put our attention on Jesus for just a minute. Can we do that? Yeah. We're going to put our focus and our attention on him. He is the author and finisher of, of our faith. He's the anointed one, the hope of glory. He's the one that we serve and we, and we live in and through, right? It's his spirit that's on the inside of us that quickens our mortal bodies, amen? amen? So let's just put our attention on him. Let's just lift our hands and just worship him for a second. Father, we just thank you that you are so good. We worship you. We honor you. We give you praise. Come on. I need to hear some voices. We worship you. Thank you for joining us today. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, we want to chat with you and help you in your walk with God. We invite you to connect with us at wcspokane.com connect, and someone from our team will be in touch with you. You can also hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any new content in the future. Thanks again for joining us, and remember, Jesus is coming soon.